Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Spidey Dude Experience. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster and host of the program. Uh, right now, it's just me. <laughs> uh, so this may be a solo effort tonight. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple of issues, issues of ASM, and we're going to talk about some other news and stuff like that. Hopefully you enjoy it. But before we get started, of course, we always got to thank our patreon.com slash network patrons such as the ones we have listed on the screen, Allison, Cindy, Ed, Georgia, Greg, Janelle, Jessica, Catherine, Kale, Kegar, or Howard, Master Dramon, Phoenician, Scott, Vanessa, and Vicky, as well as uh, Jurgen and Adam. Thank you guys for your support over on Patreon, as, then, as well as our friendly neighborhood tier uh, that you see on the screen. We'll read those on the audio edition. And then you got the VIPs, Scott, Sebastian, and Venkman. Thank you guys for your support. And if you have not already, check out our other great shows, such as our Vault series, Clone Saga Chronicles, and Spectacular Radio. CSC was the first show here on the network, followed by Spectacular Radio. And then you had Season 1 of Amazing Spider-Man Classics. But Season 2 is a father and son duo talking about Spider-Man from the beginning. Then we got the Saga Summit Era podcast. And then Voices from the Eerie, a Gargoyles podcast. Got a new episode dropping this week as of this recording. And, of course, Make Mine Mayday, the show all about Spider-Girl and her world. And we just released not too long ago the final part of the three-part pilot, Books of X. After that, it's going to be going to Patreon first. So if you have not subscribed to our Patreon page, I highly encourage you to do so. Hello, everybody. I'm Zach Joyner using my brand new uh, computer to do this episode. I am excited to bring it to you. And this is the Spidey Dude Experience. Hopefully, if this is your first time on list watching or listening to the show, hello and welcome. If this is not your first time, uh, welcome back, my friends. Uh, so let's talk about uh, some things. First up, uh, obviously, um, we lost a legend. Now, if you, the night that it happened, I did do a, uh, a a YouTube short and, you know, basically reading the statement. Uh, but we lost uh, John Ruinas Sr. Uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, we haven't done any, like, memorializing of him. But uh, obviously, it's a big, massive loss for the Spidey community because he's really and truly one of, the original, I mean, he's the, he's the second artist ever on Spider-Man. If you, you look at merchandise, most merchandise was Ramita's Spider-Man for a number of years. So uh, hopefully, um, you know, I, there's been so many people that's done so many things. It's kind of weird. This is our season four premiere. So we're in year two now of Wells. We have turned the page over after the last uh, issues that we covered. So I will cover these two issues tonight. Um, anyway, we got some comments already. Uh, got Andrew saying hello. We got Winnipeg Webhead saying amazing stream as always, Zach. LOL. Uh, and uh, Vinkman says, I'm going to make this interesting if Zach doesn't start streaming within the next 30 minutes. I'm all span the chat. Ugh. With eggplant emojis. Never mind, just saw the time change. Yes, I do look sharp with my new webcam. Uh, I, I, I 
it is a much significantly better. It's a, it's a worse angle. I'll be honest. Uh, cause my old webcam was only a 720. This is a 1080p. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I do look a little sharper here on the webcam. Uh, speaking of like audio editions, uh, caught up on make mine mayday this week. It, the latest episode dropped on Monday. And then we, I've got, I think one more episode. Yeah. One more episode of, uh, SDE uh, one or two more episodes of STE that's going to drop, I think tomorrow. So if um, we'll be caught up after basically tomorrow, except for this episode, which this will come out um, probably in two weeks for audio edition listeners. So uh, hello to SoFlo and Justin says Spider-Man comics are so bad right now. So yeah, let's talk about it. Um, so we have issue 27 of Amazing Spider-Man. Now let me get the uh, let me get the book up and I'll give a brief recap and rundown. If it's just going to be me tonight, this may be just like an hour long stream. Um, it's the end of the month, man. It's it's yeah. So you know. Uh, and Paul just texted me that he is unfortunately out. So uh, we are broadcasting, of course, on the Comic Binge YouTube channel. So hello to the Comic Binge YouTube subscribers. If you have not subscribed to the Comic Binge, do that. Uh, <laughs> so let's, uh, uh, thanks to technology, uh, which has never been, you guys know how me and technology go. Uh, we're usually uh, enemies at times. Uh, we're frenemies, me and technology. All right, so let's. Uh, I'll do the recap of latest two issues of Amazing Spider-Man. So we started a new arc. Obviously, the uh, the first uh, post, you know, magic or post mystery box um, arc. This is a Doctor Octopus centric arc. Issue 27, Legacy Numbering 921, written by Zeb Wells. Ed McGinnis is the penciler. Mark Farmer does the inks. And Marcos Menz is the colorist. Uh, we open the issue with uh, Black Cat and Spidey chasing the Shocker. Uh, Shocker, you know, going back and forth. Turns out that um, Black Cat was the one that hired the Shocker. Because Black Cat's trying to... Uh, well, she, she's trying to get Peter out of his funk. And so uh, her, blad, her bad luck powers kick in. He loses his gauntlets at one point and he threatens to kill, you know, the two of them. And Peter just kind of, he threatens to kill them both. Peter sits there and punches him in the face. And, uh, you know, and Black Cat's like, we'll just, you know, go away from prying eyes. We'll call it a day. Then we see Otto Octavius's arms uh, scoping things out. We then have um, a doctor talking about uh, how they're not going to prosecute Norman for uh, the death of the Goblin Queen. And then we have, in a really bizarre and weird scene, we have Peter showing back up. Um, and he's got Kamala's mask. And like, 
it's weird. Anyways, so Peter falls asleep next to Kamala's mask. We have the arms that are, you know, have been kind of watching over Peter. Of course, Otto finds the arms, and we get the first appearance of Otto. Otto captures the said arms and uh, talks about replacing them with his new... Uh, his new his new arms basically his new upgraded arms that are like individual each section's like an individual piece and uh, they basically destroy the original arms so we get cut back to oscorp um you know uh we kind of get you know peter and norman having a bit of a heart to heart um Kind of feeling he kind of feels guilty because obviously if he never became the Green Goblin, he never does Oscorp all this, you know. And uh Peter's kind of checking up on him, and they're kind of having this weird heart to heart. Uh we cut back to Ravencroft where we find out that the goblin that the Queen Goblin is not in fact dead. She's alive. We then get a New York bulletin uh where Jonah is run you know, a picture of Jonah running around with the uh, Dr. Octopus tentacles. So how many days do we... Uh, the timeline is so weird. Basically, you know, no, uh, Jonah is, you know, calling, yelling, and then we... Op- we our, The final part of the issue is those Dr. Octopus arms finding Jonah. And uh, so that leads us to um, the next issue. Which um, issue same same creative team uh, as last time? Uh, McGinnis on on pencils, uh, Farmer on on the inks, uh, Men's on the colors. So we open with Jonah with a shopping cart. I don't know where he got the shopping cart from. Rushing into Oscorp, uh, trying to look for Peter and Norman. You know, with basically this entire. Otto Octavius thing kind of apparently Jonas got grown quite attached to these uh, arms and we then cut to uh, Cleveland the Hunter uh, and Otto talking back and forth this is basically tying the free comic book day issue into this arc um at one point, Otto's arms with their little quasi mini octopi things start attacking. And then, you know, we get the big splash splash page of, uh, of Otto, you know, saying he's got to go to work. Have a bit between uh, Peter and Jonah. Uh, Norman fixes the arms. They get activated. Otto shows up, starts creating chaos. Fight scene ensues where Peter gets the costume on. Bug tries to uh, tries to attack Otto. Otto destroys the bug. Otto's new arms, um, you know, cr- start crushing Peter. Peter then starts y- trying to apparently yell for Norman, but eh, it's, it's written in a way that's like you don't know if it's re- you know if he's actually going for Norman. Um, Norman shows up. Shortly thereafter, he gets short-circuited. Otto is um, has outsmarted him. Basically, Otto reminds him that he does he doesn't he hasn't forgotten what uh, Norman did. 
back as the Goblin King. Uh, just as Peter's about to pass out, Otto releases him, wraps up uh, Norman in the tentacles, and he hasn't forgotten uh, what what he did, what what uh, Norman did to him as the Goblin King, what he took away from him, and, and imagine what he'll take away from him. So that's how the issue ends. The issue ends on a bit of a cliffhanger where Otto has pretty much owned Peter in this particular case. Um, as I drop my phone, that went well. Um, so I'm going to grade these together because frankly, as I, I keep knocking stuff down, I'm having, I'm having issues tonight. Um, so, Hey, Sarah. Hello. We got people in the chat. We got Michael Reed. We got Sarah. Uh, it's just me. It's me, myself, and I tonight. Uh, Sofalo gave the last issue a B minus. So drop your grades down in the uh, in the chat if you've read this issue, these two issues, and I will uh, throw them up on the screen. So here's my thoughts on this issue uh, or on these issues. Uh, these are good. Um, they're a step up from what we've had for the last few issues uh i'm not i i, I don't like how mcginnis draws Ock. i i'm not in love with the whole assembling and reassembling of the arms that's a very ultimate spider-man type thing um Unfortunately, the way that these issues are written, it is, uh, Otto just doesn't look, Otto's characterization is a bit of a problem for me. And it's not necessarily the fault of Zeb Wells. It's the fault of, of Slot and a little bit of Spencer, because what does Otto know? Does Otto know who Peter Parker is? What parts of his memory are there? Is there gaps you know, at least when they re revived him back in the 90s, and I hate to be that guy, but at least like DeFalco and company wrote a out for the memory gap of, of Otto. So Otto had found out Peter Parker was Spider-Man right before he dies and gets killed off by Kane. Well, you know, when they revive him after the Clone Saga, then he remembers most, but not everything. Doesn't remember the last, you know, stuff right before he died, other than what he is told by Carolyn Trainer via vis a vis. He was killed by Kane. That's all he knows. So, um, however, I understand what they were, tr what they're going for here in terms of the storytelling. I understand what Wells is trying to do. He's trying to tell a good old fashioned Spider-Man story in this realm that we've set up where you have a good Norman Osborn, Peter and Norman. Weirdly enough, the, the relationship between Peter and Norman is probably the most fleshed out, even more so than the relationship with Felicia and Peter. Again, the, the opening part of this, of this story where Felicia is trying to get Peter's mind off 
it does feel authentic with Felicia's characterization. That to me works. Okay. So there, that is a pro for me. Um, Craven hasn't done anything of note. You know, if you have not read the free comic book day issues, you're probably wondering why Craven's there. And I kind of feel like that, you know, we're kind of meandering. So we'll find out more in two weeks and then, you know, um, the end of next month. I'll probably do an episode in two weeks, but I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to do an episode until after I get moved. Um, Just life update. I'll talk about that in a little while. So for me, this issue is one of those... The problem that I feel like right now that I, that I am experiencing, and I think a lot of people are experiencing, is there's a lot of fatigue with Amazing Spider-Man and this run. It's hard for me to get jazzed after, especially, you know, we're just a month removed from issue 26. And really six weeks removed because of the, of the reveal. And in fact, in the letters page today, they, everything got revealed in, in the letters page. Nick Lowe talks about how we expected it to get leaked. They're playing damage control. They knew how bad it was. And unfortunately that particular element to me is just not, it just does not feel kosher. And I think that that's, it's hanging over the book now in a way that I don't think they expected. Um, it, it's just, everything was just a bad, bad situation. So uh, Sarah agrees with me that the Ock doesn't look good. Uh, I have a hard time with this version of Ock ever since Superior happened. Um. Because of Romita Jr.'s art, this run also feels like a very poor man's version of JMS's run first half. Like Peter Norman Rabin is so similar to Peter Ezekiel Moreland. Uh, Nick Lowe needs to go. But JMS had so many in good interpersonal relationships that it doesn't. Well, obviously, I think the Mary Jane Paul situation, um, them not being here, I think, does not help. And uh, hey, we've got Adam. Hello, Adam. Here I am to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm glad you're here because I didn't know how long this was going to go. I was like, this is going to be like a 30-minute stream. So I don't have to do any recapping with you. I've already recapped everything. Um, what did you think of these issues? Um, well, I'll give the art an A+. <laughs> really? Because I, I, I said earlier, I wasn't a huge fan of like how Ock was drawn. I think he's fine, whatever. Um, the story, I guess it's okay. Maybe like, I don't really know. I don't really know. I think overall, I'd probably give the issues a B because mm -hmm. the art is I haven't just given like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like yeah, the story, art. I okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how I feel about the story. Like, the arms thing is cute. The <laughs> I, the Jonah stuff with the arms, I wasn't expecting that. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Somebody get... Why don't they just give jo Gog to Jonah? You know, now that he knows... That's, that's a brilliant idea. 
You know, like like it sounds like that Jonah needs a pet, and like yeah, according to this issue, he needs a pet. <laughs> he he like, enjoys like having a pet. Like somebody needs to get him a gerbil. Uh, <laughs> and hey, Adam, you 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 jump on, and we continue to add people on this stream. So hey, uh, you 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 bring you bring the uh, you bring the people on. Uh, do what I, I listen, can. <laughs> listen, the Jonas uh, like. The Jonah stuff was fine. Like Jonah is True. extremely hard to write because it's a it's a razor's edge. It can be parody, yeah, or not. And if you're if you're writing that you know, uh, writing that boundary, and it's it's a very it's not easy, yeah. Because you can sit there and just you know make him bombastic, and he just becomes a, especially after all these years, he's a, he becomes a caricature, yeah. But, but there is there is like a he does have journalistic integrity and there is like a, a nobility to the uh, character. Yeah. Justin gave it a D. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't give it a I wouldn't give it a D. Like, but it's I wanna say like the the story is like somewhere between like a C, a C plus, a B minus, but the art is just like so refreshing and just the so art, nice. <laughs> the art is significantly better um, than what we got even the last. And, and look, Ramita Jr.'s art wasn't bad. It just there was parts of Ramita I think art that wasn't good. The thing, the thing about Ramita Jr. to me is like I'm always gonna like him because he's one of my first artists. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Some of my first issues were his art, so I'm always going to like him. I do like his art. I think now the problem is, is like I kind of I want something new. I want something different. Like it's great they got him back for this run. I feel like they needed they needed some kind of, you know, pull, some kind of hook after um you know the the weirdness with the end of Spencer's run and then the beyond yeah, you know, aside that they did, uh, so that's a you know it was a big pull, big hook to get him back, and I do like his art for the most part mm-hmm. in this past year, but I think I'm just ready for a new artist, someone new, someone else to like leave their mark on this character, on all the characters in the Spider-Man world. You know, after after we got um, Otley, someone which, someone that I'm not as familiar with, at least because I'm yeah, after, familiar with Ramita Junior. You know, and I I do like I said, I like his stuff. I'm not gonna like there are people on Twitter and stuff that are like, oh, this guy's awful now, and I wouldn't say he's awful. No, I think I think him being paired back with Scott Hanna, I think, has proven that Scott Hanna needs to be his go-to anchor in the sense of like what happens with Ron and. And Salbi Sema, you right. know, Salbi Sema and Ron generally genuinely work together, and and they're you know, Sal has basically become his exclusive anchor on anything he does. I will. Speaking of that, it's funny because I think you know Scott Han is a very respectful anchor because Ron recently posted on his Facebook page this big Craven's Last Hunt commission he did a while back and someone commissioned scott hannah to ink it mm-hmm. and there's not 
it's pretty much like one to one what the pencils are and it looks great it's a great yeah. big splash of you know black suit spidey in the net with craven about to shoot him and mm-hmm. it just it it looks great and it's the inks are very respectful to the pencils and i think that's that's probably why you know that's why he's just he's a good inker <laughs> yeah i mean i mean <laughs> he augments his inks augment ramita's style in a good way mm-hmm. uh yeah no i i, I completely way, agree probably. You, you know and used to i felt like klaus jansen especially his stuff in the 90s with Ramita was similar but I don't know what's you sure. know what's happened with Klaus since in the last few years but every, it seemed like every time I'm not he was quite, yeah I'm not quite as familiar with that brand new day stuff they did together at the mm-hmm. time but um it that I mean that's it does it definitely does look different I can't really explain it but it doesn't I, I wouldn't say it's terrible it's it does seem a little different but not in a way that's that's like a deal breaker for me, I would say. Right. Well, and it's anyway. one of those. I always felt like, unfortunately, with the brand new day stuff with Ramita, it was very rushed. Like the deadlines were the cr- deadline crunches were the, were pretty pretty hellacious. Um, I re- I specifically remember like six hundred when he did that and. I mean, he was doing pages until like right up until they had to get it to the printer. Uh, there was like very, very little lead time. And you could you could tell. I mean, I, I distinctly remember the final splash page of Mary Jane. And it's like it's Mary Jane, but it kind of looked like Mary Jane wax statue slightly melted. i think i think the coloring doesn't help too in that respect no the coloring the coloring was um, very muddy mass yeah mass in the comments mentions the colors yeah like i like the colorist on this run i don't think he's a bad colorist but there's this i think he is too like his colors are too dark in a way that it's hard to like i think it, it's just it's the well because there i guess there have been a lot of like i think about it, there have been a decent amount of night scenes in this run in the ramita jr issues and maybe and that's probably why it's like a you know a shading thing trying to get the right lighting and everything but there's just something about it i think it's because like the coloring on the spidey suit is more like it becomes more of like a purplish color and it's like eh, like i don't know and then i don't know there's there's like a there's trying there's like I guess a realism maybe being attempted here that I feel like is just not um not really hitting I guess I don't know. I, you know, I don't disagree with that. I think that that's a um I also think the schedule just just doesn't help anybody. I, no, I yeah, the schedule is atrocious. <laughs> you know, I if, if you want if you want like if you want good quality people have to understand that like you want the the way the this schedule is not conducive to good art necessarily like that's why the rotating artists have to be a thing mm-hmm. that's why you know i mean i see a lot i i saw somewhere someone said somewhere that ramita junior himself has said that he's kind of like 
you know, going fast for this stuff because and that has to be because of the deadlines and the scheduling. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they scaled it back to 18 issues a year where you had, you know, McGinnis doing six issues and maybe Ramita doing 12 and you kind of. I've seen like uh, I've (laughs) I. I heard the opinion recently, like maybe they should start taking months off just in general, like do, do like, like don't do 12 issues a year, do like eight a year. Mm. It would be, it would be different, but you know, you got to imagine that the art quality would improve. No, the art quality would improve, but uh, man, I would, I would be feeling can you imagine if they went to eight issues a year and it well, took us three years to get the see what, no and and that's the thing because yeah because we because we've discussed on this show how decompressed like Paul talks about it even on the comic binge yeah how you know the decompression of this run is just like you know it's not the best and I feel like say if you, you do would. if you do that. If you do something like if you scale back the amount of issues a year so the artists can uh, turn in good work, you can't do these, you know, you can't do this super decompressed, you know, 25 plus issue mystery Uh like what Wells just did, what we just saw Uh in our previous season. (laughs) Uh, You have to you have to tighten it up. You have to like you have to drop clues and address the um, the answers quicker earlier than what we got. If you do so, if you, if you scale back the amount of issues a year, it's one of those things. I think meaning like less than 12. And even if it's 12 a year, you still should do that. Like, cause you know, well, I mean, look, I mean, Ramita and um, Bagley and and, you know, probably a little less McGinnis. Um, they've proven they can do 12 issues a year. That's 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 not hard for them. But trying to do 16 to 20 issues a year, one that en- that doesn't enable them to be able to do anything other than Spider-Man. And that's right. the other that's the other thing. I think the reason people don't want to join Spider-Man is, be- yeah. is the schedule. I mean, yeah. no, of course. Uh like Slot because he started with the three issues a month and the rotating and the and the collaborative stuff, he got used to writing that. And I just think that you know In my opinion, there are certain art, and this goes back to what, you know, the Stan Lee documentary and the and the Ramita uh, pass, the Ramita senior passing and stuff like that. You know, Stan did write fairly detailed, you know, plots, but then it got to the point where it was. You know, Ramita taking jotting a few notes and Ramita carrying that load. Ditko too. <laughs> Ditko as well. I mean, Dick Ditko was Ramita was or, Stan wasn't even in Ramita and Ditko weren't even speaking. It was, 
you know, stuff in the margins and, you know, Stan Lee having to look at the story, this, you know, the visual part of it, and then try to craft the script out of it. And, and it, it, you go back and read some of that stuff. It's very clunky. Like, I'll be honest ditko's peter is very angry towards the end <laughs> true and it's a because i just started the ramita senior run in my read through and like it is like a switch flipped and you could tell stan had much more control ultimately and i, I just read a roy thomas column because obviously the the stan lee documentary came out a couple weeks ago as well around the i think it was last week wasn't it last week recently it's on past disney like, past like couple weeks yeah it's on disney plus and it's extremely well edited it's extremely well done it's 90 95% of the documentary is stan in his own words so it's not talking heads talking at you and telling you what he thought it's stan telling you what he thought over the years and look the <laughs> There's a point where they they replay the the radio interview with Jack Kirby, where Stan called in, and it get, it's a very uncomfortable conversation about credit, right? And and you know comics are as collaborative of a of a medium. What makes comics unique is that writers and artists. Writers create an idea and the artists have to sit there and try to look at the mind's eye of the director. I think of the writer as the director and the artist as the cameraman, you know, and, 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 sure. and, and st the staging and the, and the blocking and everything like that. And I think Ramita juniors strength is storytelling and, and yeah. fight scenes. Yeah. And clearly, I mean, you go, you look at the, you look at the fight scene in 26. It's, it's a, it's a well done fight scene storyline. Not very good, but the fight scenes are good. You know what I mean? Um, uh, mass had a few comments. He, 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 he says, I think Zdarsky did a lot of good writing on, on Jonas, both in spectacular and life story. Don't disagree. I think, uh, he says my colors are muddy on 26 and he says, I don't think Marvel editorial wants to make good comics at any level to slow things down, like pushing numbers with or without controversy is the priority, especially for Spider-Man. Generally, the, the good Marvel comics are the ones the editorial doesn't think will sell well enough, and the writers and artists do their work, their style. You just mentioned Life Story. Prestige format type of miniseries with Mark Bagley. It's gorgeous. Did you see the annual... Uh, that came out recently uh, in the last few months that was like the coda life story mm -hmm. it yeah. was uh, i know they did the jonah annual like but yeah, that that's was, what i'm talking about yeah well, that was a while ago wasn't it that wasn't that like a couple years ago maybe uh, i don't know i don't remember <laughs> it was either a couple years ago it was last year i don't remember yeah my, uh, it's when, within when, like the, the past like year or maybe two i don't remember <laughs> I, I they added it to it. the they they redid the trade and added it to it. It's all re, I think somewhat recently. So, well, I saw it on Marvel Unlimited and it was, and I read it and I was like, oh, because I, I guess I missed it when it first came out. Right. Yeah. Um. Really. I, think good. I got around reading it. I, Life Story was like kind of 
hit and miss with me. I kind of like, I read it. I half read some of it. I I read like the ending. I don't know. It was. I'm not as jazzed about it as a lot of people seem to be. I I feel like it wasn't quite. I wasn't. I don't know if I was really necessarily looking for a what if because it, it's kind of like a what if. Yeah. In a way, it's like an alternate. It it's an alternate history of the history of Spider-Man, but like trying to you know have everything fit and i think i would have maybe not tried to have everything fit and try to do something a little more personal uh-huh. and grounded or something i don't know but the art is good and it's you know the ending was nice i guess uh so <clears throat> i mean i kind of mentioned this off the top but uh, so let me give my grade right quick. I, I'm giving these B minuses. They're not bad issues. They're better than what we've gotten. I mean, I gave the last. I, I gave 26 and a half. So um, I don't know if it's an F. I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess to each their own. Like about that being an F. Like I get it, but I mean, it's. I'm not sure if it's an totally an F. <laughs> Well, and my reasoning behind it was storytelling wise from a storytelling element and of storytelling sure. standpoint. Yeah, I think I understand it. it and it didn't like, I, man, I don't. It was random. Those... It seemed random. Kind of like it seemed like a last minute thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really did. And it's like there wasn't a lot of build up to that. There, there again, was... there were like there were little hints but the but then it was it was just it wasn't enough and they were too spaced out and there wasn't a lot of fleshing out of peter and kamala's relationship to you know to warrant that being i think the sacrifice in the book but i mean but my theory is just kind of that you know marvel didn't care and they just kind of wanted to sell copies <laughs> you know Bankman says it's not the end of the world if you give it a book and half there adam uh <laughs> uh mass also says 27 felt like the brand new day issues you don't hate but you don't love like the jackpot issue again you know it's it's how did i say it i do you think know? it's weird that he has her mask like why does he have her mask that, that was a bizarre, that's a bizarre scene i'm sorry that is a absolutely why does he have her mask they, I get him feeling sad about her dying, but like, why because, does he I mean, have her mask, man? <laughs> like, from a from a characterization standpoint, Peter Parker's the ultimate. I'm gonna feel guilty about everything, right? I wish he would. I wish they would lighten up on that, but yeah. <laughs> no, I don't disagree. But having a 19 year old's mask on your bedside table that's not even it's it's strange that i don't know why he has i just don't know why he has it in general like it 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 creates a bunch of questions that i don't want to ask like it's odd (laughs) like it's odd it's strange it's weird you know whatever you know for a guy that is all about a secret identity as a young superhero, why would 
he keep the mask of a fallen comrade as like this sad boy trophy. It's like no, like if it was if it was a different character, it would still be kind of odd. Like it's like oh, if it was Iron Man, why would he have Iron Man's helmet? You know, like if it was Captain America, why would he have his shield? You know, or his mask? You know, like yeah, like like it's it's almost feels like he keep he's keeping a trophy, and it's it just it doesn't sit right with me. In in that regard, it's like why. like it's it's just odd decision (laughs) and this is where this is where nick lowe and my criticisms of nick lowe start to creep in an editor is ultimately a person that's supposed to execute and be the backstop for whatever a writer writes. Sure. And we've even seen, you know, thanks to Dan Slot not getting rid of Twitter. <laughs> no one's though, ever going to let that go. No one's going to let. I'm going to leave Twitter. And he's still on Twitter. Um, I mean, I, I mean, no one's going to leave. I mean, maybe. Maybe at some point, but we're, I don't think any, not, we're not totally there yet. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I mean, it, maybe blue sky will finally be the answer. <laughs> uh, uh, again, I, I don't know, but <laughs> so I know that there is some backstopping, but nobody from a logistical and logical standpoint ask the question of whether or not that's a good idea visually speaking to have and I I get it it's supposed to you know visually it gives a visual to his grief and sadness and guilt essentially it'd have been more effective if he went if he was swinging through the city and him and black cat were swinging through the city and they go back to the alleyway where she dies Okay. And then you can have like someone you can have McGinnis like draw her like floating head in there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like 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 they do a, a you know, like they do in Spider-Verse where they have the mural of of, you know, of uh Uncle the parent and then, you know, um his dad in the other universe. Also in 26, Peter's patch up with the FF is so random. It's random as Peter fighting them a few issues back with This is this is my criticism, and I know Paul's not here to defend it, and even though we're broadcasting on, on his channel, this is where I have a problem. Storytelling has to make sense from a certain certain standpoint. And the auto stuff is in this same realm, but the FF stuff, you put yourself in a box... The FF are mad at him. The Avengers are mad at him. Everybody's mad at him because yeah. And then you have to answer. You have to answer that question. Explain why. And so when you get the explanation why, it's instead of leading with the explanation, you you sat there and you made people. You made your audience wait a year 
to get the explanation. That that is the of that story. That is its biggest weakness is just the wait time. Agreed. Without, and we've already talked about this like a bunch of times, but like just the wait time and not, not really setting, not dropping enough hints to, you know, uh, to justify the wait. Yes, to justify the wait. There you go. <laughs> it became a sort of Damocles thing where it's just hanging yeah. over the head of the entire book. Sure. So, you no, know, yeah, that yeah, and then and, and it's like, oh, and then we get to like something that's kind of interesting, like the hobgoblin thing, but it's like, oh, but we still have this that hasn't been, you know, addressed in a couple issues. But anyway, like well, and look, I mean somebody was gonna have to do a Doc Ock story sometime at this point, right? So I'm glad that we're getting there. I hope that we're going to get some more meat to this story. Right now, it feels like we're getting a little bit of bun, but we're not getting to the meat of the story. And that's why I can't give it anything more than a B minus, because there, to me, I need more beef. I need more. I need more to sink my teeth into. Especially the end of how last season ended. The, the last two seasons, the season finales have been really not that good. <laughs> so, you know. Like, I'm like, eh, you know, um, we'll, we'll take more of your comments. Uh, uh, we'll hit up a couple new, maybe we can hit up some, some news topics and you and I can just kind of shoot the breeze here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Vinkman says, where's the beef? Um, so interesting. And I don't want to get into this whole flash thing, but as a result of flash underperforming, at the box office, um, a rare feat occurred that we have not seen in a while where across the Spider-Verse, right, opened with number one at the box office, and then a couple weeks later, it gets back to number one at the box office, and you know, it's it has dominated. Uh, you know the the box office so far this cycle. It's been probably the most successful movie so far. Um, yeah, I know we had Fast X and stuff like that. Flash, obviously, not doing well. Um, not good. Uh. We're about to get Indiana Jones this weekend. So that's looking, that's looking, uh, I don't know. Some people have been saying that that's looking like it's gonna, mm, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. I genuinely don't. Um, Mass says we're getting another superior. <laughs> of course we are. Yeah, we're getting new spirit superior book. We're also getting a new spider boy book. We get spider boy. Is, is slot writing Spider Boy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he announced. Well, he he. There's the tweet if you want to find it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pull up Twitter. Um, yeah. I now can use my iPad as a second screen, so I'm excited. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> Neil says he's sleepy. <laughs> Did I set that thing? Hang on, just a second.
Hello, everybody. I'm back. All right. Sorry about that. Let me uh, get the second screen going. Hello. Nice. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. All right. Let me uh, pull open Twitter. Drag. There we go. There we go. All right. Phone fell off again. All right. So let me let me look up Dan's slot here. I'll uh, there it is. Okay. So. Apparently, uh, it says, it uh, for audio listeners, uh, it says, why is Marvel giving Spider-Boy a monthly book? Because every comic he's been in, Spider-Man number seven, eight, nine, and Edge of Spider-Verse number three sold out and went back to press in record time. That's be okay. O okay, Dan. From what I understand, though, like this is anecdotal comic shop stuff you know, local comic shop stuff, but I had heard that, that yes, that, that is, that the book became hot, uh, with, with those around the time of those issues. Apparently it was not flying off the shelves before. So take with that what you will. It's not, you know, the universal truth, but there's some truth to it. <laughs> No, oh, apparently uh, the, people were asking about the Malcolm Spider Boy, and uh, <laughs> apparently all those spiders were turned across the Spider Verse. So, because uh, people were asking obviously about about the uh, a Malcolm comic Spider Boy, and apparently there was a uh, Carl Ketzel um, uh, posted a story about they never had a definitive orange origin for bizardage but so much Al amalgam was just slam stuff together and if it's cool go with it fun fact named bizardage was suggested by a believe uh, he then uh, by a then marvel intern named dan slot that kid has a future in the business blah 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 so um yeah so apparently um 
Spider-Boy can be seen in 10 and 11. There'll be developments in Spider-Man and ASM 31. So uh, anything else? Right. That's probably like a backup. I think he's like writing a backup in that because it's supposed to be oversized. Because it's the tombstone wedding. The Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah, Janice yeah. and Randy wedding. Oh, apparently the people were asking about Alpha. Oh, okay. Anyway, so again, if you want to know more about what's going on with Spider-Man, go read Dan's last tweets. <laughs> Let me uh, remove that from the stream. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, people like it, so not selling because people actually give a damn about Alfred spider boy it's because of the collectors who buy uh, i mean yeah true the thing I, is i mean you gotta understand like that if i mean if it keeps the, the shops afloat man like <laughs> if the bean counters are gonna bean count let them bean count you know it's how people say zoe saldana is the reason movies became part of two billion dollar club correlation is not causation slot is making the same mistake vision did in civil war movie <laughs> Uh, if he hasn't blocked you. Well, I mean, if you got blocked by slot, then I guess you could take that as a badge of honor. Uh, clearly, he has not blocked the Spidey Dude at Spidey Dude Radio on uh, on the Twitters. So, um, good. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Which is a good thing. It, I, I know people might not like it, but like, it is. It is something that uh, you know. So it is what it is. If you hear if you hear a little voice singing in the background, that is my daughter. Don't know what she's doing. Um so <laughs> Vinkman, don't be a negative Nancy. He's not blocked us yet. We haven't done the slot debates. Maybe after the slot debates he'll block us. Um all right, so let's talk uh a little bit about um, cause we're at about the hour mark art apologist. Do you want to talk about anything in particular before I start talking about like stuff that's going on with me? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I befuddled him. All right. So let me kind of give an update, a life update. Uh, first things first. Um, these may be going a little later these shows uh, because of my schedule may be changing very soon. Um, got offered a job today and I may be uh, not getting off until nine 30. Um, just kind of depends. Uh, Cause I'm gonna be working mainly late after mainly afternoons and evenings. Um, secondly, I'm going to be moving at the end of July. So I'll be packing a good chunk of July. So, um, I'll definitely probably get at least one more episode of the show out next month. Maybe two. If I can squeeze in an interview between now and then, um, we're also going to do another episode to make my mayday first weekend in first week in July. Um, that's the plan at least. Uh, so between school and that, so their so scheduling may be a little different. So it may be, 
you know, we may be going later on these shows, which for our West Coast guys is fine, but my East Coast guys are not going to necessarily love that. So, life update. Um, so, next episode of Make My Mayday, we're going to be covering... Uh, we're going to start some pre-multiversal shenanigans with some multiversal shenanigans with uh, Captain <laughs> America. Or, uh, we'll be talking about Sharon's uh, involvement with uh, Shannon's involvement with that, uh, as, aka American Dream. Uh, plus, it's coming out in July, so Patriot, you know, America's birthday uh, is next week, as of this recording. Um, tomorrow the uh, the audio editions of cross the spider verse and the season finale will be coming out. Uh, so if you have not listened to it, the pre us talk about tw issue 26, that one got very um, heated <laughs> with, uh, with Chris and Kelly and, and, and just, it, it was also the day it came out. And so we finally got to see everything in context and, wasn't necessarily good um my hope is that we'll have more of paul more of hobby more of adam uh books of x um i'm hoping we'll do another recording in the middle of july we may have to skip july just with my schedule um so <laughs> issue 26 aka kelly's rage Kelly. Yeah, I, I watched um you know I watched I watched the Crawl Space episode. Uh Mass says Marvel announced Spider Girl Epic Collections. Uh well that was like a the like one of the pot there's a there's a YouTube channel that that specializes in like collected editions. Yeah. And it's that they haven't been solicited yet officially. But they're but, they're coming. Uh March of next next march of next year um it's going to be spider girl epic collection number one it's going to be basically the complete collection reprinted um so we're gonna to have to wait another four years for <laughs> spider girl to get uh past it's like we get to a certain threshold and we just can't ever get past that threshold <laughs> uh in in the digests the first 72 issues of verse volume were collected um in the complete collection i think we got to issue 60 volume four i think goes to issue 60 so um i i don't have volume four i have not gotten volume four yet i know i'm bad i've been i've been thinking about i haven't i haven't taken the plunge to buy those yet but they've been on my mind so actually restarting from the first one while it's annoying uh yeah for well, well I, I, mean, might, I might pick it up <laughs> the the mayday hype and we'll talk oh, about yeah, the mayday hype yeah. with with across the spider verse um i mean obviously we'll we'll definitely deep dive into kelly's thoughts on on the mayday stuff and and um mayday mania that's kind of under <laughs> that's like kind that. of mayday mania that's good <laughs> Um, hopefully more Mayday in the next movie. Uh, there's been some rumblings about oh, poss yeah. a possibility of the next in Spider-Verse movie getting delayed. Uh, I That's interesting. That, that whole, I, I kind of like, 
I read the, the testimonials of that Vulture article more than like the main thing. There was so much to the main one, but I was reading the testimonials. The testimonials are interesting, and then the comments were also interesting because you kind of had like people being like, "Yeah, you know, X, you know, is terrible," and then one guy was like, "Oh, X is, you know." He knows more than what some of these people are talking about that he, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, it, it was it, fascinating to read. I wouldn't it, be surprised if it was delayed. Hopefully it's not too long, but I would, I would want, I think everyone wants, you know, a, a, a great final product. So, well, and it's one of those things. Um, we've got the, the SAG situation. That's right. That's started. Well, that, doesn't, bubble. that doesn't really, does that, that doesn't it really doesn't affect animation, animation but, yeah. but, uh, it, animation is just treated terribly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it, yes. Uh, look, if you have not read the Vulture article, um, I'll I'll put the link in the description for this episode after we finish tonight. Um, what I've tried to do is um, news topics. When we do talk about it, I try to link them down in the description after the episode is over. Uh, I've tried to uh, so visuals also are kind of on a backlog because uh, poor Neil's laptop took a took a committed uh, you know suicide via uh, via cat and uh, <laughs> he's not going to have his computer back until mid July so um, his move to Austin I don't think went as well as I think he planned unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, we've got more to come. Uh, I, like I say, I'm using my new laptop, so I have my new laptop. Uh, I also very quickly learned I need more adapters because I don't have, uh, I have like one USB-C to USB-C cord <laughs> that I have <laughs> to use. Um, my roadcaster stopped working, so none of the, you didn't hear that, did you? Oh, I did. I heard it. It, it, what, it worked? Yeah. <laughs> so do it again. It worked? So that that's working? Yeah. Dude, I can't tell because the freaking... the. No, do it again. Do, do it worked? It worked! No, you gotta do the dun-dun-dun. <laughs> like, it worked? Dun-dun-dun. It worked! <laughs> <laughs> because it's like because it's surprising that it worked because <laughs> well, it's not like it stopped working the last episode because oh. like the light on so peel back the curtain you're getting a lot more like inside baseball right now because we just don't have as many people on for this episode but uh the roadcaster you have these little uh you have you have your you know your your inputs and there's four inputs for your mics so i can have four microphones uh, attached to the roadcaster and then i have the usb out which is what's connected to the computer i have the phone out and then i have the bluetooth out so i can connect you know via i can connect my phone directly to the roadcaster and then i can connect via bluetooth to the roadcaster and then there's the final bank is the um the the buttons the audio trip things and so uh 
That's why I didn't use the open the music on the opening part of the episodes because I didn't think it was working. Um, I've emailed Road. They're supposed to get back to me. I'm like, I don't know. It, yeah. So I, I, I went on um, Reddit. And uh, so, yeah. But no, I um, like I say, the the computer is infinitely better apparently i'm sharper so you're seeing more of my uh my wrinkles uh than before also we we upgraded the um capabilities of Streamyard. before we were doing 10, 720 up to 720p now we're doing up to 1080p so um I'm actually surprised we have nothing on the next MCU Spidey movies. We know about 25 plus MCU projects in various stages of development. Yes. Well, I, I think. And only some of them will be as successful as the next Spider-Man movie. Whenever that comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, he also mass also said he assumed we would have a better idea with it being on Sony's robot, but not a Um, a roadmap. (laughs) Well, also the, the Craven, the Hunter trailer came out. Right, and, I still haven't uh, watched that. <laughs> should we do it live? <laughs> right now? Yes. Oh, oh, will we get, do a reaction will we get a, will we get a Hunter trailer. Will we get a will we get a copyright strike though? Um if I don't play the audio, I cuz like we didn't get cop we got copyright claimed but not copyright struck. And that's there's different so like when we were talking when we were doing the trailer reaction, so yeah, um, I think if we can if we make like a little a little thing in our our deal where it says you know, Sony, <laughs> copyright Sony, I think we're okay. So because I mean we're basically sharing the YouTube of you know, so we're doing it live, folks. Screen mirroring. All right, I can't, this is a season premiere special. Yeah. So, um, okay, bring the. What happened? Why? Why are you doing that? Hang on, I'm going to do something slightly different. Instead of doing it via airdrop, I'm going to connect this. Okay. All right. Okay. Hello. Just this computer. All right. So let's try this one more time. All right. What in the world? All right. Oh, it's because uh, that's why it did, it did that. Okay. I was trying to figure out why it was acting the way it was acting. All right. All right. 
I was like, why are you being that way? Okay. All right, here we go. I don't want to hear you. Completely get through the stupid ad. All right, well, I... Share screen. Window. Oh boy. Oh no. Why do you keep doing that to me? Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking with bacon grease. All right. Man, it's because I know what I did. <laughs> I set um, I don't know why it keeps freaking locking on me. Screen. All right, so let's do this. Click that, click that. Technical problems. <laughs> Okay, one more time. Take four. I don't know where my iPad Pro went, but where's my cursor? Where'd you go? Well, that's not that's not good. Oh God. <laughs> uh all right. All right, there it is. All right, there we go. All right. I was like, where did my cursor go? <laughs> uh, all right. Share screen. Entire screen. Screen two. Okay. All right. Why do you keep closing out on me? That's that's annoying. All right. Well, I'll just share my screen and we'll go from there. Here we go. Oh, YouTube.com. We'll make sure that the audio on the trailer. All right. 
Here we go. Can you see it? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Put so the, we get uh, cl- put put closed captioning on. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh... When it allows you to. Oh. Unavailable. Oh, my God. All right. Craven the Hunter trailer live reaction starts right now. Yeah. All right. So we got Craven running. He's running. He's jumping on a car. Oh. He's doing some Black Panther stuff, basically. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this. You've got his dad, played by Russell Crowe. He has he has the proper accent. But mm-hmm. apparently, he's the only one with the proper accent. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, apparently, mobster type hit. Sergey gets pushed down. They're on he a pushed hunt. his own son. <laughs> they a lion. lion. Whoa. Gets mauled by the lion. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, <laughs> oh, I see. So that that's what everyone's talking about. The lion's yeah. blood drops into his open wound, and it apparently he's part yeah. man, part lion. So he took that from spectacular, I think. Now he protects all the animals. He's not hunting them. Interesting. Whoa! Oh my God! He's just... yeah, yeah. This is the Red Band trailer, so there's a lot of blood. Whoa! He just bit a dude's ear off, <laughs> or nose. His... He bit his neck, or oh, his nose. Nose off, yeah. Damn, this one's violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude, a bear trap to the head! Holy crap! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> he jumped up and he speared a guy. <laughs> That was yeah. in a hel- helicopter. Stabbing guys. Stab- he's stabbing dudes in the neck, left and right. A lot of like headshots, some spiders. Puts on the vest. Yeah, the vest. Yeah, the vest. Whoa! He's got a crossbow. He's about to murder this guy. Oh my god, he did it. He's got a list, I guess. He's apparently arrow from <laughs> with fucking lion power. <laughs> it's Morbin time too. This time it's Craven. Uh... Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, the rhino. Maybe the people rhino, are saying yeah. he's like changing. Looks... His skin is changing. The, the poster yes. looks great. Yes, that's like the first thing I saw when I walked into the movie theater today was that poster right as they take your tickets. It's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So. So that happened. (laughs) Here we go. Brace for impact. Excuse me. He hunts bad men. Yeah. So what are we thinking? One billion then? (laughs) Oh, dude. When does this come out? October? Yeah, I keep that's. I'm like, wait, this is, dude. I was like, is this coming? I didn't realize this is coming out this year. If it's the only, if it's the only thing that comes out in October, 
it'll do it could do half a billion dollars and, and they'll call it a success maybe maybe i don't know I, <sighs> eh, it depends i mean it may it may go number one at the box office but, i mean morbius did i think didn't it i don't, I don't know i don't remember let's look at hang on let's go to box office mojo and look at the morbius movie All right, hang on. Oh, Morbius box office. Total box office was one point six five six seven point five million dollars. Grossed seventy three million dollars in the United States and Canada, and ninety six ninety three point six other territories. Oh wow! Um, according to Box Office Mojo. It's made more money than The Flash, hasn't it? Javi <laughs> <laughs> was showing yeah. us those those box office numbers the other day. Oh, yeah. For the so... entire the entire DCEU versus well compared to all the the Spider-Man movies. It was in release for 39 weeks. Damn. That's crazy. Okay, so it was the number one ranked movie it's opening weekend. Um, yeah, it was it was the number one for the first week. Essentially, it was the number one ranked movie. Then it was number three, and then the second ranked movie the second week, and then just kind of dropped off. It was the it it never once it got to like the tenth biggest movie, then it became like. Law of Diminishing Returns. So. That's that's kind of crazy. How. Yeah. So. And then I'll look up the flash because, you know. Because it's on topic for now. Okay, so no. Worldwide. The Flash has done better. It did. It's done to be, better domestically and better international. So it's done mm. 91 million domestically. Internationally, it's at a 123 for a worldwide total of 214. So. Uh, you know, now we, taking a, taking marketing into account, you're probably going to double that with The Flash. But, you know, like I say. And then we, if we look at Spider-Man, let's look at let's look at uh, Spider-Man across Spider-Verse. Domestically, it's done three hundred twenty-three million dollars. Internationally, it's done two hundred forty-three million, and uh, for, for a worldwide total of five hundred and sixty-six million dollars. There you go. So, um, done pretty well. Done pretty well. Uh, you know, uh, I don't need the daily box office. Just give me weekend box office. Uh, I mean, Super Mario Brothers, I think, kind of dominated. Yeah. Earlier in the year, um, Little Mermaid had a couple of good weeks. Uh, but again, it was Spider-Man, then Transformers, then The Flash, 
then a Spider-Man again. And then this weekend you're going to have Indiana Jones. So it, it, you just, you have stacked weeks, man. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, going back to the first year avatar kind of carried over from last year. Um, and then, you know, Ant-Man had a good three week run Creed scream six Shazam. John Wick, Dungeons and Dragons won the weekend. And then, you know, starting with Super Mario Brothers, really, in April, you had Super Mario Brothers, then Guardians, then Fast X, then Little Mermaid, then Spider-Man, then Transformers, The Flash, and Spider-Man. So, like, (laughs) it's been very fast, no pun intended, very fast and furious. Uh, I have not seen Venom 2. I have watched Venom One. I've not seen. I saw Venom it. Two. I like One better. I think. Is it on Netflix yet? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Let me look. Tell us what everybody thinks in the comments. We've we still got six people watching. So, <laughs> um, I got Matt. You know, Nass and Venkman are talking in the comments. But if you are watching us live here on YouTube and or Facebook, uh, we don't got anybody on Facebook right now. So Twitch, we got one person on Twitch that always watches. So they never respond. So Winnipeg Webhead was on earlier. So hi, Winnipeg. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll take a few more of your comments and because we're almost at the ninety-minute mark of the episode. I do think. Adam- Live huh? react. That's good. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. I do. Well, I do think it's interesting that because I now I I'm trying to think like this just based on this trailer. This looks so much more violent than I think Morbius was in in the whole movie. <laughs> like, I'm. I, oh. I don't think. I don't think it was. I don't think Morbius was close to that. Okay. This so is bad just the trailer one. for the Craven. Yeah, yeah, thing. no. Like, it's the Craven, the Craven movie is going to be... I, well, it's supposed to be their first R-rated uh, Spidey Sony film. So, um, we'll see. So, Bad Bunny apparently left the El Muerto movie. Yeah. Um, listen, Bad Bunny... Bad, <laughs> Bad Bunny watching, having... Yeah. From a wrestling standpoint... Them bringing in Bad Bunny because of the good press that Brad, Bad Bunny brought to his appearances in WWE because he's wrestled in two different matches now. A uh, tag team match and a singles match. Arguably, he has been regarded as maybe the best celebrity, uh, you know, celebrity to appear in a wrestling match. And there's only like a handful that truly do it. Uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Amell had a really good had a really good match. Um, uh, uh, Pat McAfee, you know, was, had had a lot of fun with with wrestling. So, them trying to get Bad Bunny was not a bad idea, considering the heritage, uh, the Latino heritage of El, Mu- El Muerto. But uh, there, there's not a lot there for the. Character. There's not a lot of meat on that though. <laughs> He appeared in two issues. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to try to turn a two issue story that heavily features Spider-Man. Yeah. Into a story 
for a three or, or for an, a 90 minute movie. It's interesting because I should have sent you guys the uh it was like someone posted from like Daniel RPK's Patreon or something. He like leaked what the plot was going to be, the supposed plot. So I don't know how, uh, you know, how true it was going to be, but it involved like the Lobo family from Conway's Spectacular. And Rich. I think there was like a gang war element. There was like something else. It was kind of, it, it seemed like they were trying to, you know, do something with it write an original movie with with spider-man related characters that's like nothing to do with the comics which probably fine but at least they're trying to i guess i guess you got to give them props for trying to utilize what they have although i would say that yeah i don't know i don't know the el muerto thing i feel like that would just lose money (laughs) yeah apparently you know the hypno hustler movie apparently with donald glover still still you know well i don't know i think that i think they i think i read something that even that's like they're not moving forward with that now too <laughs> vinkman says thinks it's he thinks it's hilarious that scalpers were charging an arm and a leg for those el muerto issues because of the movie and now the movie might not happen yeah that's yeah. the game <laughs> that, well listen and the and the comic shops are going to play that game they're, they're it's 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 cynical it's yeah so uh any final thoughts adam um hmm. i don't know these were fine issues <laughs> i get i mean they're all right they're arts all right. arts you know arts fantastic Art's A plus for 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 uh, the art apologist. So yeah, the art appreciator. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know the stories. We'll see what happens. I think the the next part is supposed to. I think it's just a three parter, right? Or is it maybe four? I don't know. Oh, it's yeah, weird it, because because like it's we're gonna. I I don't know if it's all one like six part story because like. Well, no, because well, the tomb the, the tombstone uh stuff is coming back in 31 i know that like that's going to be the wedding i think yeah so so... i so we've got it's it's definitely we're getting part three we might be getting a part four for this so i guess we'll see how this shakes out we got So 31, that's what's coming out in August. That's the, the wedding issue with. And then we have ASM 32, which is kind of. Um, to start the new arc. Hi, baby. What are you doing? I'm doing a podcast right now, baby. Oh, I'm yes. a little hungry. Okay, I'll get you. Uh, there's some there's some gogurt stuff in the fridge. Go you can go get a snack. I haven't had lunch. Okay, well, give me just a minute. Okay, we're almost done. Okay. Dogs are gonna. Wait, are you done with the iPad? Yes, you can have the iPad. Okay. Because it's been hard. Because most of my games that I have, like I only have one or two games that don't need internet. Oh, okay. Well, I'll connect so, the internet to the other iPad here in a little bit. Okay, it's kind of hard. Okay. 
My token life world doesn't need internet. That's good. If you didn't know that. And also and also my Barbie Dream House one. Oh, okay. Alright. I Paul I'm sorry, baby. I thought I had it connected. No, wait, wait. So everybody, guest appearance by Gabby. <laughs> uh Vancouver says hi. Uh all right. So what was I doing? I was I was looking at Marvel Solicitations. Uh all right. So yeah, the um so yeah, you know, obviously August starts that that particular one. So let me go back because they'll usually they used to like post whenever the like the last month. So let me go to July. We gotten the September's yet? I don't think we've gotten September's yet. We should have. Uh, I think we did. Okay, I'll, I'll look at September's. So, and it may have been September's that I was thinking about because there's a Craven arc I think that starts in some, maybe starts in August and goes into September. Yeah, I think that's all right. So issue twenty nine. Yeah, it's a four issue arc. Twenty nine okay. and thirty, because twenty nine picks up where this last issue left off, and then thirty is cover with. Uh, Octo Spidey. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> uh, that, I don't think that's ever... Well, that was only done in one issue. Okay, that's weird. So, they put issue 31 in the July solicitations. Right. I think I remember seeing that. It was like... And it, but it was like, oh, coming in August or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. Okay. Alright. Special oversized issues. The Wedding of the Year. Um... So this story sets up our big spider event of Zeb and Johnny's second year on ASM, and that's just the half of it. So huh, the half of it. Brought up it the second year. <laughs> kind of. Well, well, yeah, well, like, I don't know. All right. So I guess they have something planned for the next year. Well, yeah, he said something about one of one of his inter like one of the interviews he did he said that he had plans to do 50 so oh plans beyond that yeah for he his plan he was like you know gonna write through 50 and past that he wasn't sure all right so let's control f all right, so Jay Michael Straczynski is coming back to Marvel. Um, yeah, so yeah, the that oh yeah, that was the one with the great cover. So we have the uh, Ramita cover with the black suit and Craven, and then we have the cover with the shattered glass with the spider mask and the green goblin. So, um. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Oh, they're doing a variant cover that uh, of father and son. That's sad. That makes me <laughs> dang it. That that brought that brought my mood down. <laughs> uh, it's a great looking cover. Uh, the Ramitas doing anytime they they those two work together it was like Ramita had that ability to just 
elevate anybody's artwork. But well, yeah, because you know, he basically what he did was you know he inked it as if he drew it <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a he, so like always... it would you could see like if he inked you know Ramita Junior for example he would the way he would do the spider on the chest is like how Ramita senior would do the spider on the chest and the way he did you know the eyes would be a little more like how ramita senior did the eyes instead of junior you know he's one of those and with any artist too like if you go back to when he inks gil kane in the 70s yeah like in in uh, death of gwen stacy and stuff like it looks a little more there there the kane's gil kane's quirks are there but ramita's inks make it a little more ramita like um, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a transitional thing where he's not having to do, you know, um, and it's funny because I watched a I watched a YouTube video uh, of an interview with um, him and they asked him what his favorite issues of Spider-Man were. And it was like, yeah, the Doctor one, Strange thing, the Doctor Strange two-parter where yeah. uh, he talked about how 108 109 i think yeah 108 9 and and he felt like that he was able to do it in his style yeah because yeah. that yeah he was saying like he was because he came on the title after ditko so he felt like he had to kind of follow ditko's lead and he basically you know made the character his own as we all know but like he still felt like he was kind of in ditko's shadow I guess in so many words, if that's maybe fair to say. And yeah, then, you know, he had other people, he was like doing layouts and breakdowns and other people ranking him. And then you get to like, um, you get to basically that arc, like that, that early Jerry Conway stuff. And that's when it's pretty much all him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah yeah so that's that's what's coming up uh so we'll have next episode um like i say it all just it's all going to be depending on my situation the good news about me having a laptop now is it's portable mm -hmm. <laughs> and i can take the uh you know and i'll be honest the the microphone on the laptop is not bad so like that's good uh all right so that this is this is the other microphone can you tell the difference a little bit yeah but they, it's not it's not that bad it doesn't sound like a laptop they, microphone they sound good either way i think the you know the other the other one's better but that's good <laughs> yeah so worst to worst if i have to use this microphone i certainly can so um Obviously, this is a condenser mic. A condenser mic is going to be infinitely better. But um, I think I've got a box coming from Vinkman. So um, if I don't open it on Make My Mayday, then I'll open it on... I'll do like what I did last time, where I do like a stream by itself. So um, like I say, I'm excited uh, so the second half of the year is looking really good. Once, once I get a living situation taken care of and we get the scheduling part figured out, um, I'm really excited. It's a, it's an exciting, it's an exciting time for me. And, and, and I know it'll be good. 
you know, good thing for us. Um, if you guys got questions, comments, concerns, you can definitely, um, well, we'll just, we'll just wrap the episode up. Final thoughts uh, for you, Adam. Anything you want to well, Um, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 Read more comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see where the we'll see where the rest of the year goes. It'll be interesting to see what they talk about at Comic Con. I feel like it'll just be stuff we already know, but yeah. Do you believe the rumors that Marvel Studios and everybody's pulling out of Comic Con because of the SAG? I thought that was true. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I could see it happening, and I'm just like good. <laughs> well uh you'll be there so you can give us a on the ground report yeah take some take some pictures of the hasbro booth for me though right yeah i'll i'll see what i can do (laughs) all right buddy all right so um like i said earlier in the episode next stream will be uh our next episode of make my mini so if you have not checked out make my mini we're going to be covering uh the Captain America Corps, and then we'll start the Dark Ages, Spider-Verse Part 1. Um, so, if you have not followed us on our social medias, I highly encourage you to do so. Go find us over on Twitter at Spidey Dude Radio, Facebook.com slash Spidey Dude Network, as well as Instagram. We've got Spidey Dude Radio Network here on YouTube. If you have not subscribed to us on YouTube and you're an audio listener, thank you. Give us that five-star review. But if you find all of our visual aids and stuff, uh, you'll definitely better understand it on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Spidey Dude Radio Network. And of course, if you want to have your voice on the show, now that the soundboard is working again, 818-925-6631 is the phone number. If you want to leave us a voicemail here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network. And of course, check out our other great shows here. We got Books of X, Patre- Patreon first show. Um, and we got Made by Mayday, Voices from the Eerie God Girls podcast, Salby Sima era podcast. Also, we are going to be interviewing a uh, Spidey writer this weekend. Don't want to reveal it yet, but there is a tease for that. So as soon as that gets uh done then we'll probably upload it here on the channel of course we got spectacular radio asm classics and clone saga chronicles if you're watching us thank you for watching us if you are listening to us here on youtube thanks for listening i really do appreciate it and we will see you next time here on the spidey dude radio networks spidey dude experience <laughs>